Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken the Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today we have a brand new guest speaker on the show, first time. So Beth Herndobler is with us, and we're going to be talking about the path of the light warrior in the age of Aquarius. So we have a lot in store today, but some, you know, we're going to be, you know, tuning your frequency is going to be raised. We're going to talk about how to tap into and receive needed support to move into what more is possible for you with ease and grace. Why it's easier than you think to establish daily practice to awaken and expand. We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to have some love, light, giggles and laughter along with any, with some aha moments, right? Um, and so we're going to talk to Beth about, you know, how she came to be communicating with the divine, her story, since it's the first time she's on the show. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear about that and for you also hear that as well. We're going to be talking about how to use the power of your breath and being present in the moment to move through shifts, changes, challenges, chaos, and all the crud of life, all the cringiness. Um, <laughs> so instead of being taken out, you can be lifted up. And we're going to talk about having a deeper knowing that no matter what the circumstances and temporary outward appearances of your life, all is well and will be well. And Beth is going to be taking live caller questions, is going to connect with your higher self, guides, and celestial team to deliver a message as to where you most need to place your attention to open to receive and manifest abundance in all areas with ease and grace and if you'd like to receive this guidance ask beth one of these questions where am i blocked to my path as a light warrior or where do i most need to open to surrender transform and transcend the mundane all right so we'll see how that goes <laughs> and so for those of you who don't know beth she is a former trial attorney turned energy healer and intuitive spiritual coach. Beth is also a master sacred geometrist and uses these creation symbols in her energy healing practice. She is also a certified intuitive strategist and divine channel who communicates with your higher self, spirit guides, angels, and ancestors for messages and guidance. And Beth combines this guidance with a breakthrough technique that identifies and clears blocks stuck points and patterns quickly. So you can, so you can be open to live a life lived on purpose, in abundance, manifesting with ease and grace. So I'm so excited that Beth is here with us. So please join me in welcoming Beth to our show for the first time. So Beth, welcome. Thank you. It is so delightful to be here. I am uh, doing something I've never done before, which is chat with your community while we're doing the video show, I uh, must say. <laughs> Video shows are not my preferred method because of all the distractions, but I decided today, was guided today, to be playful with it. And so why that's not? Why, when you see me going like this, it's because my keyboard is high up on there to have the right angle. So thank you for those of you who have commented that uh, I've been connecting with. So I'm delighted to be here. Thank I'm you for so inviting glad. me. Thank you. And um, I just want to tell everybody again, if you would like to ask Beth a question, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later. And so Beth, since it's your first time here, can you please share a little bit about your story, about how you became, came to become an energy healer, you know, working with the, with the angelic realm, talk about your, you know, your intuitive abilities, like, wow, it's like a whole different world and different life for you. That it is, that it is. I uh, started out 
with not a real great sense of how to use the connections and the divine guidance because it was always there. So much so that when I was nine and I was desperately at the age of nine searching for what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I mean, these are the thoughts I had as a nine-year-old and uh, I got sick and I was able to keep the little black and white TV in the my room because I was sleeping in the day and the doctor said, keep her home all week. And so I watched a show I'd never seen before. I knew I wanted to be an actor, except I have no idea where that came from, the heavens, because I knew nothing. I knew no actors. I didn't know anything about it, but somehow I knew or thought I knew that if I were an actor, I would end up having a day job. Again, how I knew this, no idea. And I didn't want to do that. So I'm watching the show while I have the flu that was on much later than I normally would have been up called Judd for the Defense. And it was about a kind of cowboy uh, trial lawyer. And I remember seeing him go into court and address the jury. And I sat up and said, oh, my gosh that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a trial lawyer because even though they can't clap and there's only 12 of them, they can't leave either. Again, how did I even know all these things? I don't know. So from that point forward, I had uh, attached to being a trial lawyer. And then (laughs) in my first year of law school, I realized it actually meant I was mostly going to work in an office and going to have to wear a suit. So I never considered what my day was going to be like. But at that point, I was full in committed and thought, oh, my gosh, the amount of money, which was minuscule compared to today's standards that I spent for that first year of law school to my left brain, which was very, very active, even though I was connected to the divine, told me, you need to stay and finish this. Now, the truth is, in every kind of chart I've ever had done, numerology, all, everything, the scales of justice appear. I clearly was meant to do what I did. I just definitely took the long way around because until I finished uh, my practice, which was nearly 30 years after I started law school, I uh, only allowed divine guidance to come through in points of extreme trauma or near death. And I would hear things. So I was in a not great marriage, actually turned into a very bad marriage, walking with our daughter down the street, coming home from work, picked her up at the babysitter and I've got the stroller there, but I stopped off at the liquor store and had one of those Foster's oil cans in a brown paper bag and I'm chugging it because it's only two blocks from the train to the babysitters and I'm just that miserable. And we're walking, I get my daughter and we're walking down the street and I hear this voice that says, he is not committed to you and your girls. And I was who's talking to me, you know? So that was the way things came through. And fast forward to the end of days of being a lawyer, my uh, grandsons who formulated or gave me the word cringy were born and both my daughters were living in California and had been here for some time. And I 
have a big family in Chicago, but I had always planned to live out here. My daughter, I mean, it was probably uh, 30 years for the oldest one since I had been telling her we're going to live in California. Well, she made it out here. Then her sister came out here for school and never left. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what happened? And very drunk after a happy hour at the lawyers, go home, keep drinking in my work clothes, TV on, go sob myself to sleep, pass out on the couch, wake up the next day, all confused. What is happening here? Because it's a work day. You know, this was not a Friday or a Saturday party. This was just what had brought me, the despair of what I was doing had brought me to that place. And again, I heard that voice. You will not survive if you continue to live like this. And so in that moment, as I looked at these two little boys' pictures that I kissed goodnight every night, I said, that's it, I'm moving. And what am I going to do? Because I am definitely not going to take the California bar I don't want to um, practice law anymore. And I decided again, left brain, I'll be a personal assistant because I am really good at taking care of other people's lives. I have lots, I had a lot of other things I tried outside of the practice of law, had been a co-founder partner of an independent record studio. I had been a caterer, event planner, on and on and on. And so I thought, you know, I have a lot, I would be a great paid wife. And I think that's what a personal, high-end personal assistant would be. And so I contacted a friend of mine who is a very high-end personal assistant, works for very famous people, gave me this boutique headhunter's name out here. He only actually, in retrospect, returned my call because I mentioned her and he wanted to place her because this was just after the 2008 real estate market crash. And what he said to me was, why do you wanna be here? Because California is a hard place to be. And I said, you know, my daughters, my grandsons are out there. I am miserable here. And he said, okay, so you've got the passion, but here's the deal. No one is gonna pay me $25,000. And I was like, what? That's the fee? <laughs> no one's going to pay me 25 grand for a career transplant. So I suggest you just come on out here and hit Craigslist. Womp, womp. I'm like, I am 53 years old and I am an attorney. Again, the left egoic mind starts running the day. And yeah, I'm not going out there and do that. But I still stayed committed to the path forward that the divine was showing me. I just was getting in my own way. Long story short, as all this planning is happening, I'm thinking I'll sell my condo and have that to stake me. Nope, that was a short sale because of the market crash. But then my older daughter, the mother of the twins said, are you sure you wanna do this? Doesn't seem like the best time. I said, absolutely, I, I have to save myself. I really do have to save myself and I know I have to leave here to do that. So I'm coming anyway. I mean, I was scared to death. I am 53. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Never been a personal assistant. This is just some pie in the sky idea I had. And then she says, well, I am getting a promotion and we're about done on both sides with the nanny we have. What would you think of taking care of the boys? So long story short, I came out here and became the nanny and personal assistant. So I did have, again, just like being a lawyer, there's something that I was meant to do that way. I just kind of let left brain hijack me 
the ego took me in these directions. So I came out here and began the experience of being a full-time child care taker, child care taker, child care worker, nanny. And I was not a stay-at-home mom with either of my children. So this was a brand new experience to me. And on this one particular day, early days, I think um, this was maybe just two or three months after I had been out here and I was running everything like my law practice. It's what we're doing today. We got to do it at this time, blah, blah, blah. And it's 730 in the morning. I'm going to have these boys until seven or eight at night and they're running around. They're like feral cats and they do, they did, they don't so much anymore, but they communicated telepathically. So that was very challenging because I was not in on the conversation <laughs> and they would not get dressed and they were throwing their clothes at each other. One that we call the Buddha boy was on top of the couch naked with his underwear on his head and his brother was hiding behind the chair. He's the accountant. And uh, I said, if we don't get going, we're not gonna make it. Now, where were we going? to meet the neighbors, to go, I don't know, to the park. But to me, we had to be on time. We had to be on task and all of this stuff. And the Buddha boy leans forward and says, while we get going, can we look at the dirt? And I said, my head felt like it was going to explode, but there was this line that came through straight to my crown, straight down. I didn't even know the names of the chakras at this point in my life. I knew they were there. I knew what they were, but I never paid attention. So I just knew I felt this line of energy that stopped me from my raging of what my cringiness of what was going on in that moment. And I said, why do you want to look at the dirt? And from behind the chair, his brother yells, because he's a dirty boy. And he is, because he's always looking at the dirt. He's always, still to this day, he, he's always the dirty one because he's getting into everything. But I got very still. Why do you want to look in the dirt? And he went, there's treasure in the dirt. And everything tingled in my whole body because I knew this little three-year-old had something to teach me. So we go out, they get dressed. I say, if you get dressed in one minute, we can do it. And boom, they stop everything. They get dressed, go outside. We're in the driveway. We start. I totally forgot about the neighbor and her kids. Of course, they found us. The kids got into the dirt. We did find treasure in the dirt. But what I really found was being in the moment. And that's what he continued to teach me. And from there, I realized very clearly I am here to do something very different than I can. I can't even imagine what I'm here to do. So let me just figure out how to be in the moment. I, be, I had learned to meditate and do yoga when I was a teenager because my mother said, I think that teenagers should do all the things that teenagers do somewhere in their home, not in cars, parks, or on street corners. So you and your brothers can have your friends. You can have the basement, but here's the deal. I will not come down there. You can do anything you want. Yes, it was the 70s. Like, let's get some weed going. You can go over there and do your little stuff with your girlfriend. You know, we just were so excited. There's one catch. Everyone who's going to hang out down there needs to come over and learn how to meditate. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
All right, that's kind of a steep price to pay. And people were not, they were mostly confused. What is that? What is, and it, nobody, it didn't take for anybody, but we all came, we all did it. And then we got to hang out. Now, had my mother said, it's the best high you'll ever get. I might have done, probably not. <laughs> I was a teenager, but it might have. I mean, now I'm like eager to meditate because there is no better high than that connection that you make when you do. So in any case, I began meditating mid fifties regularly. I began studying. I began learning what my gifts were. I began applying them and I just ultimately surrendered to what the divine wanted to bring forth through me. And that was how I really opened the connection with the angels. Beautiful. And, you know, one, one, one of the key points you mentioned here is you started this, you know, meditating, connecting to the divine, tapping into your gifts at mid fifties, right? So for those of you who are watching and thinking I'm too old, it's too late for me. No, it's not. Right. And Ooh. our gifts, they continue to develop and open up more and more and more as we continue to do our work, whatever our work is. Right. That's right. And the work changes. Yeah, absolutely. because when I began, um, I had done some training and I was told I was an angel reader and I, for whatever reason, that felt fine to me. And I said, yep, that's right. Because the teacher said, do you know that? And I said, sure. And even as I said, sure, which was an answer from my right brain, my left brain was like, what are you talking about? You have one deck of cards that you've only opened twice at parties, and then you read from the book. And I'm like, you be quiet. She said, I'm an angel reader. I'm an angel reader. And so I stuck with that for a long time and then uh, moved into greater levels and layers uh, when I went to a networking event with a friend of mine. I said, you know what? She's a massage therapist. This is not going to work. What I'm doing is too woo-woo. These people, you know, very affluent neighborhood. They're not, look, just forget it. Just come. They have food. There'll be people. You can meet people. I go, this, you know, whole point of a networking thing is to talk about what you do for a living. So this guy approaches me and he tells me what he does. I don't remember what he did. He was young too, like mid forties. So I thought, well, I'll tell him I'm a life coach because that, that is pretty straight. And he said, what's that? And right then I heard the voice laughing, laughing. Ah, you think you can hide? He doesn't even know. I bet everybody else in this room knows what a life coach is, but you talk to the one guy who doesn't know. So at that point, I came home and once again surrendered into I'm an energy healer, which I was already doing, and an intuitive spiritual counselor, which I was already doing, but I was only comfortable expanding into those deeper layers under the cover of being an angel reader. Now, why? would one think being an angel reader is less woo-woo and weird than being an energy healer? I don't know, but I decided that it was and then had to have all that experience come. I said two things when I started down this path. I will never do call, claim I'm an energy healer and I'm not going to teach. And uh, teaching and doing energy work is the biggest, I've 
occasionally do readings if someone wants one, if they contact me and say book a reading, we do a reading. But for the most part, what sustained me in the early years of my business, which was readings, is the very smallest part. And I've only been doing this business full-time for five years. So that tells you how quickly things can transform if you're willing to surrender, be willing to let go of the ideas and the rationale and just say, you know what? You know better. Show me the way and I will move forward. And even within my business, the, the plans I had for how I would make money to pay my rent and pay my, none of that has worked out. It's all worked out, but it didn't work out the way I thought it would. And that again caused me a few years back to have to go deeper in surrendering into the calling. You show me what I am here to do and I am willing to do it. That, that came in layers and stages. So be willing to shift and pivot and you will never feel cringy again. And be willing to surrender, right? Be willing That's to right. surrender and trust. That's the biggest thing, you know? Like oh, the way. Yeah, trust is a big one. I, you know, I, I learned that lesson really, really truly this time, you know, but uh, trusting, you know, instead of second guessing, instead of doubting, you know, trust what you're, you've been given, the gifts that you've been given, you know, um, and then go forth, <laughs> you know, go forth and serve, right? I, yes, I recently think it was trying to think where I heard this. I don't even think it was something particularly woo-woo. And I am not a fan of Jeff Bezos for how he treats his Amazon workers, but it was a conversation about his immense success. And the person who was doing the show said, I have heard him be asked, you know, what do you attribute your success to? Was it the planning? Was it your willingness to be innovative? Blah, 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 all the uh, practical 3D stuff. And he said, no, none of that. I just followed my gut. Mm -hmm. Now, if he could just align his heart with his gut and treat his workers better, well, he will. It's just taking him time to come to the light. I've also heard that uh, said about other successful people, Bill Gates, I think, Maybe it wasn't him. It was someone else. Anyway, some super rich person who said, was asked, what one thing do you owe your success to? If you can only say one. And he said, saying no. Because in saying no to what doesn't serve, I'm able to create the space to say yes that, to that which does. And that is going to the heart of the matter to say no to all this out here and this that makes you feel like that's the way I'm supposed to go so that you can say yes to the divine because they wouldn't have given you those gifts if you weren't meant to use them. They wouldn't have given you that vision of your life lived in this other way if that isn't how you were meant to do it. I do. I was meant to be in California for 35 years before I came. And I was right that I did need to be here. I just didn't understand the reason why, but I followed that path 
And I said no to staying small and continuing on. I mean, particularly in the practice of law, you, they, I don't know what they do nowadays, but in the 80s when I went to law school, they taught you the law is a jealous mistress. Don't even think about doing anything else. And that paradigm, that limiting idea, it gets planted in. So when I started telling people I'm leaving and going to California, especially my professional colleagues, I, I was really uh, questioned and grilled. What are you doing? Only one lawyer said, good for you, you're getting out. My secretary was horrified and said, you know, are you dying? I said, what do you mean? Am I dying? Is that why you're quitting? And I, we were doing criminal defense work at that time. So I said, when did this become a term of natural life with no possibility for parole? I have an outdate and my outdate is in two weeks. I'm out of here. And it was very empowering. I mean, I'm getting chills now to stand up to all that left brain, patriarchal, mental mind, egoic, limiting thinking, you started in this path on this way, and that's what you're meant to do, so stick it out. So for everybody who's listening that feels very stuck in what you're doing, surrender and trust that what more is possible is available if you're willing to let go of your ideas of what it's supposed to look like. Because if you would have told me, I've been out here now 10 years, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I, on this day, I'd be sitting here looking at you with your beautiful community doing this show, I'd have said, you're cracked. That's never going to happen. Ever. Never. But the day came when I had to let go of what I thought and allow and trust and surrender into to receive what the divine calling was, because the one consistent thread from my entire life, from the age of nine till now, is I want to serve and support. I want to help people. And the law was very constricting in how it allowed you to do that. Yeah. This is not. This work that I do really does help people. And I am not hamstringed by a justice system that has nothing to do with justice. And you know, that's so, it's so like, it's interesting because when I left the government, I, I had the same, you know, um, flack or, or reactions from everybody. Are you crazy? You have a secure government job. Why are you leaving to do that? You know, what is that? You know, like, you know, all sorts of different things. And I was like, you know what? I this is my calling. This is what I, I'm, I'm meant to do. This makes me feel good. This, because I had said to, you know, at the time he was like the head, head, head of StatsCan. And I was talking to him because he was one of my mentors. And um, I said to him, I just don't feel like I'm really helping and serving. I, I, I don't feel like me working on surveys is really making a difference in people's lives, right? And he goes, yes, of course you are, blah, 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 blah. I was like, mm, I don't think so, right? So it's interesting that when we are, um, tuning into what really moves us, what we're really passionate about, what what the divine is bringing forward for us, that what we had, you know, contracted to do before we came, you know, it doesn't make sense to everybody else, but it makes sense to us in our hearts, right? And yes, and the other uh, view, because there are many views to the canyon, depending on where you're standing, is that you can serve 
by doing anything. Yeah. If I knew what I know now, back when I was practicing law, and I lived my life as a lawyer the way I live my life now, I maybe would still be a lawyer. I'm sure I would not have been doing the law that I did, none of it. I would have been in some other area that there was more potential for truly helping people. Um, and yet I know that that wasn't, I, was, I wasn't meant to do that. I'm saying this for all the people who, I don't want you to hear that you have to stop doing what you're doing and jump off a cliff to get into what you're here to do. I mean, there's a story that I heard, well, it's not a story, but it's the truth. There was a janitor worked at a children's hospital and had only a high school education. He, his wife had died. He didn't have any family. And he would go to the pediatric oncology ward every day after work and read and hang out with the kids, especially those whose parents either were not around at all or could only come now and then. And when people would come in and ask who he was, he said, I'm part of the medical team. And if it just takes my breath away, if they asked a doctor or a nurse, who's that guy talking to my kid? He's part of the medical team. That's how he served. Yeah. He made a difference by showing up after his day job to be with these children who needed uplifting. There are many, many, many ways to serve and many ways to employ the gifts that you have if you're willing to surrender and trust. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what it's about. It's, it's, and it's also about getting out of your head, right? Not just not logically trying to figure it out, but it is about following your heart. There's no answer there. There truly isn't. Now, the left brain, the mental mind is very important. We need it. But in modern society, we have been cultured and trained and had it, you know, slammed into us through parents, through religion, through school, through community, through TV, through all of it, that the left brain is where it's at. It's the servant, the right brain, the divine feminine. She's in charge. He is waiting on bended knee to be enlisted by her into action. But only when you're in the right order, only once she says, all right, now's the time. This is the way. Now you do your thing. And then the, he can step in and do it. But we think it's the other way around. I have to figure out. I have to think. I have to learn. I have to train. That's how I'm going to get ahead. No, you have to follow your heart. One of the most astonishing conversations I had in my quest to figure out how to live my life different in the last decade of being a lawyer, I had an arborist come to the property where I lived for an examination of a tree that wasn't doing so well. He was a very young guy. And I was very, I was really searching where, you know, where's my future? Where's my path? And I knew but didn't really embody that my left brain had already taken me astray once when I seized upon, I'm going to be a trial lawyer because it's too risky to be an actor. And that way I can have an audience and all that stuff I thought without ever considering what my day would be like and how do I want to live the experience of my everyday. That thought never entered my mind. 
So I started asking people who were doing different things, how did you come upon this? What made you do, you know, here's this young guy. I expected it to be some crotchety old, you know, guy with a big hat, you know, the, your stereotype of a gardener. And he said, well, I'm a fly fisherman. I'm actually a very good fly fisherman. If you watch competitions on fly fishing on ESPN, you will see me and I will generally be the winner. I am wow. worldwide one of the best fly fishermen in the world. And I was like, really? And he said, yes, but you make zero money being a competitive fly fisherman. So when I was in college or no, high school, he had already known that's what he wanted to do was fly fish, but he knew that he couldn't sustain himself that way. So he went to the library and began researching what careers are outdoors because he knew that was the only way he would be happy. And when he came upon Arborist, he thought, oh, wow, how amazing to learn about trees and to be outdoors and work with them. And I'm standing there listening to this guy who's like, you know, 30 years younger than me. My jaw drops, my mouth is open, and I'm like, this kid is so wise. And from that moment forward, I shifted my perception to what is the experience of the day that I want to have. And anytime the conversation comes up with young people about what they want to do, or especially nowadays, there's so much stress amongst young people because of everything that they're facing and inheriting in the world. And when they say, I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow, I just, oh, I don't know. And I say, just take a breath. Close your eyes, take a breath, breathe into your heart and think, where do you want to spend your days? And every time without fail, that young person comes to um, at least broad outline of what they want their experience to be. And then once you know that, again, see, that's the divine feminine, right? She is helping you see, this is what I want my experience to be. Once she knows what that is, you can set this guy free and he'll take you on your research to discover what career paths will allow you to have that experience. Or you can skip all that and stay here and let them show you. Much easier. But your choice. Well, your choice how you want to do it. So someone is going to say, I'm sure someone's thinking, I say, yeah, but I've been asking and they're not showing me. Well, you're not listening, right? Because they do tell, they do show. And then before you even catch it, you override it. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I mean, think about my story of what happened. I was killing myself and knew I wouldn't survive. I heard the voice, I listened. I could have stopped in that moment and said, I don't know what this is about, but I gotta get up and get ready for work and I gotta get myself together. I did it, I stopped, I listened. And I said, all right, what am I supposed to do then? And I, right then my attention was drawn to the coffee table with the pictures of the twins who were in California and I had the sense, the knowing, you need to move. You need to go there. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I mean, again, I have a huge family. I had always lived in Chicago. And I'm going to just get up, 
with no job and no idea and moved to California. Yes, I did. Because I knew the alternative was an experience of life that I did not want to have anymore and, and that was making me sick. Absolutely. So are you all listening? That's the right. question. And don't judge, right? You, you're not going to get the answer the way you think it's supposed to come. It might come from a bird. It might come from your connecting to a tree. You might sit down on the ground to cry because you don't know what to do. And then you feel some sensation bubbling up underneath you from the earth. If you stop, take a breath, close your eyes and feel, you'll get the answer. And again, it might be something subtle, you know, because think about it. Do, does the angelic realm have a body? No. That means they don't have mouths. They don't have ears. They don't have eyes. They aren't living in a linear realm. They're in a whole nother realm where the way we function as spiritual beings in a human body is completely different than what's happening in the universe. So quite naturally, they're not going to speak to you the same way I'm speaking to you or Alara is speaking to you. You have to be willing to trust. The yeah. only time I hear those voices like that is when it's a crisis. Yeah. Because they know they need, in fact, when I first tuned in, someone had once done a reading for me years ago and they said, your, I see your guardian angel, but then there's some other light there. So just feel into it. Well, fast forward, you know, 20 years and I'm like, so, hey guys, what's up with, you know, what's up with the, the three energies behind me? And I had the sensation, you know, I heard in, in a sense, you have three guardian angels. And I was like, really? Why do I have three? Well, because you've been handful. We needed three, and we knew that when you came into this incarnation, you were going to take a lot of support. And I just laughed. I was meditating quietly to myself, but I'm having this ongoing conversation, and I bust out laughing because it was like, you're right. I am hateful, and I don't listen. I didn't listen. I thought I knew all the answers, and I did all right for myself. I just was miserable, but outside looking in, I was doing all right. So that the, the way they're going to come through, the way you're going to hear it and experience, a lot of what I experience now that is divine communication is sensorial in my body. I feel something in my right knee when I'm working with the client that tells me, depending on how it is, it has to do with them letting go of responsibility that isn't theirs and moving forward into what more is possible for them. There's all kinds of ways that we can get the message, which is why you have to spend enough time in stillness and silence to hear, receive, feel, sense, and know what they're telling you, all while you keep this guy on his knee waiting for directions. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You know, it's like just, just listening to you, sharing all this, it's like it's just bringing back for me a lot of my own experiences um, in, on my path, you know, when I, when I was growing and all the messages I received. And yeah, <laughs> you could say I'm a handful. You know, I didn't listen. <laughs> Most people are, actually. And life is messy. 
being a human being is messy. And it's that, that same, yeah, you're right. The, the juxtaposition of the right and the left brain, the divine feminine, the divine masculine, that's the same juxtaposition of being a human being in a body, in a 3D world that is in some measure oppositional to what you really are, which is an eternal sovereign being of divine love, light, and service, a soul. It's not easy to put the soul into the body and figure out how to do all this. It really yeah. isn't. Yeah, it's been a challenge. <laughs> oh, I just, you know, just thinking about it, you know, all my whole 53, 54 years, like, oh my God, you know, it's like, what was, well, that's why I have such a huge team, you know, it's like, cause, you know, I needed all the support I could get. <laughs> We all do, but yes, some of us more than others, indeed. But here you Uh, are. You clearly surrendered and trusted because here you are. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, over and over and over and over again, right? And that's the thing. It's it's not just a one-time surrender and trust. It's an ongoing surrender and trust. It's an ongoing working on yourself, ongoing connecting to the divine, ongoing working on your energy field, maintaining your energy field, et cetera. It's ongoing, that's right. Not just one time. Right. I liken it to uh, drinking water, sleeping, and eating. You don't do that once. You do it every day. And the rest of, the, of it is daily too, whether it's meditation, time in nature, yoga, movement, joy. You have to be joyful. So here's a perfect surrender story. I rent this house and my landlord has been so resistant to changing the landscapers and they're terrible. They don't show up. They come, they do a crappy job. It's just whatever his deal is with keeping this company for the five years I've been here, that's on him. They didn't show up for two weeks. The place was a mess. I contacted the landlord. He was mad because they hadn't showed up for, uh, interestingly enough, an Arbor issue. That made him mad. I don't know why that of everything else that I brought to him did. But I ended up going out and saying, look, I understand you're not in charge. You're, you're, you know, you work for the guy in charge, but you need to go back over everything because it's still a mess. I mean, I was pissed. And I'm trying to fight it, trying to work with it. I'm trying not to go off on these guys because I know they're probably making very little money and they're just trying to get by. But also, it's not right. I don't care. That that, uh, janitor that worked with the oncology patients, he did his job with pride. That's how you you show up for whatever you're doing. And I'm here pointing out, You didn't do this right. Now you need to go back and do it again because I'm not going out there and when you leave and do your job for you. So I came back in here. That was just about two hours ago and my heart is pumping and I'm really pissed and I'm not even pissed at them. I'm pissed at the situation. I pay my rent. Why do you not listen to me? Again, it's all this stuff activated. And I say, you know what? You got to, you got it reset here. And I was so worked up and I said, Oh, I know what I'll do because I was also working, you know, I had things I needed to do. And I thought, well, I could stop and meditate. I'm like, 
Nope. So I just started going like this. <laughs> I put a smile on my face and I'm like, those guys, I'm so frustrated. My landlord, ha, my landlord. I'm typing on the computer doing my work. What? And within literally two minutes, it was all gone. So that I, now in the past, if I would have talked about it two hours later, I'd have got mad all over again. But now I understand that the brain doesn't know the difference between the truth and fiction. And when you engage your face into a smile, even though I was still unhappy in that moment, my brain started to shift. And within just a few minutes, I became like I am now, like, I'm great, I'm good. So there's all kinds of tools and techniques. Breath work is very, just start following your breath. When you, when you get taken out by something, when you start getting angry or upset or afraid, sometimes you don't even know what's happening or why. And it may be the external energy pressing upon you. It doesn't even have anything to do with you. If you take a breath and reset with a smile on your face, touch your heart, pat your heart, activate your heart. The best brain that you have is not this one. It's the heart brain and the gut brain. And if you sit there and tap your brain, this brain, the heart brain, as you're breathing, put a smile on your face, you can reset just like that. Yeah. I used to stay mad for days about, especially if I felt righteous about some in, injustice or perceived indignity. I could be mad for days. But now, why would I want to waste that energy? Exactly. And it's not just wasting that energy. I find if I get angry or upset, I, I, my energy gets depleted. Yes, exactly. You know, so it's like, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. No, not at all. So, um, so Beth, we have a lot of people, well, a lot of people with their hands raised and questions in the chat. And they're all being really, really wonderful about choosing the question that they want to ask you. You want to take okay. some questions? Sure. All right. So Julie's iPhone, you were first. Which question are you asking, Beth? You want to unmute yourself? I'm talking away. Sorry. I'm actually in my sauna. I hope that's okay. Sure. <laughs> it's totally awesome. Nice. Okay. Well, I, I love the two questions that you um, presented, Beth. And I was wondering what is... What, uh, what is blocking my path to being a light warrior? So apologizing and oh. feeling like, uh, I want to get this right. The energy of you, it's like this energy of, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure. Um, a lack of confidence in okay. the sense of, alignment and rightness that is you so for you to move more deeply you you're already a light worker but to be a light warrior requires fierce strong unwavering commitment into the truth and light of you who are you and what are you here to do so stop apologizing you're in your sauna great <laughs> Now, first of all, no one would have known that if you said it. I mean, maybe somebody would have known. I don't know that that's a sauna until you told me. Oh, okay. 
I thought so I would you, recognize it. And, <laughs> and, and what difference? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have known. And in that's the energy of it's not safe, it's not right, it's not uh, effective for me to be all of who I am. And this is very common, Julie, because for anybody who's connected to the light, you've been killed, you've been banished, you've been punished, you've been cast out in past lives for speaking out. And it, it stays within us. It's programmed in our DNA. It's in our ancestral lineage. So I can already feel a little like, you know, a little embarrassment, maybe you want to let go of all of that and, and just stand in the beautiful light that you are, that fierceness. So this is interesting, but your higher self, your guides are saying Wakanda from the Black <laughs> Panther. If you've seen it, right? I do yes. this. Okay. You don't have to say Wakanda, but do right. this a couple times a day to just okay. bring yourself into your warriorness. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. You're absolutely right. I need to do more of that. So right on. You're awesome. Good. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the sauna. Yeah, I wish I was there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Um, all right. So, um, second. Alexis, you want to unmute yourself? Hi, ladies. I'm going to go with the second question. What do I need to open to transcend the mundane? Do I know you? Yes, uh, you so too. Hi. I love you, Beth. <laughs> I love you too, Alexis. Okay, now ask me that question again, because when I saw your name on the screen, I was like, okay. oh, I know that person. Okay, ask <laughs> me again so I can focus. What do I need to transcend? What do I need to open to transcend the mundane? Your heart. Your heart and your power center. So... Remember that those two brains, we have three brains, the head, the heart, and the gut. The, the, the heart and the gut can't lie. Now, the, the heart can get a little tricky because emotions get in, but the gut, it truly cannot lie. Your body cannot lie. Trust your gut sensations. Are you someone who often has that sensation of like, you know, if someone were to say, well, how did you know that was what uh, what you were meant to do? Or if you went that way, you'd get a parking space. How did you know that? Oh, I just was a gut reaction. Do you ever find yourself? All the time. Yeah, see? all the time. Yeah. That's what you need to listen to in order to transform out of the mundane into the light and more into it. Listen to the gut brain. It won't steer you wrong. You're very connected to it already. Continue with that and deepen your surrender and trust in, in that and you will have a much easier time of standing in the light, the beautiful light that you are, Alexis. Thank you so much. And um, I just have a quick question for everyone. When is the, when are the calls in your package? Well, that depends. There is a possibility that the um, workshop call will be in the next uh, week or so. Okay. And then the other, 
the quantum energy lab, which is the Q&A, will be a little further out. I always tune into what is the divine guidance on the group, but that's what it feels like is that um, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but I, I think it would be in two weeks for the lecture part and then a, a few more weeks after that. Thank I'll you so that. much. You're very welcome. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you. All right, um, so we're going to go to Jen, Jennifer Green, and she's asking, I would like to ask a second question. <laughs> which what was is, the first? <laughs> the second question is, where do I most need to open to surrender, transform, and transcend the mundane? So there is a uh, disconnect, a kind of a block around the navel that is cutting off the flow between your power center and your sacral. The sacral is that creative aspect of you that wants to engage in adventure and fun and passion and pleasure. And obviously the power center is what it's said to be, is where you can connect with your power. You want to clear that uh, obstruction that is opposing those two energy centers so they can flow together and bring forth what more is possible, what more you're here to be, do, have, and create with ease and grace. One way you can do that is to bring in a sacred eight infinity symbol vertically, put the first, the top loop around your power center, the bottom loop around your sacral, and then just feel into the energies of the two flowing through that sacred eight to cleanse and heal and release the obstruction and bring back into flow those two energy centers. Perfect. Good. Thank you. Let us know. Thank, uh, let us know how that resonates with you, Jen. I think it does. <laughs> so awesome. Um, Joy was asking about the first question. Let me see. Where, 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 where. So Joy was, what am I blocked to my path as a light warrior? So, Joy, there's um, an energy that is as if you were speared, stabbed from the right above your, uh, like the waist area on the right side. So if this was your waist, so it looks like it's going this way, goes down to your left hip. And that needs to be removed somewhat like Jennifer's because it's cutting off the flow between the power center and the sacral. But more than that, what it's doing is dissecting your torso, more or less, so that the flow from throat to heart to power to sacral to root is not even, and it means you're working a lot harder than you need to, to stand in the truth and light of you. So get some help with removing that spear that, you know, we, I see things in different ways. All it, it doesn't matter what you call it, a cord, a hook, a whatever. It's an energetic density that is implanted 
and that you came here with there it's much smaller like it feels like it used to be this way and now it's this way so what you're doing is working you just need a little assistance in removing that to bring your energy centers back into alignment and flow with your god line beautiful wow thank you um let us know joy that was amazing uh, Shama, you want to unmute yourself? And which question? One or two? Oh, hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Lara. Thank you, Beth. Um, I would need half and half, but I was thinking Take that one. I have some. <laughs> Number two, mostly, because I think there's some blocking in chewing. Okay, so, okay, so this is very interesting, Shama, because <laughs> your higher self is saying, go ahead and ask the question that you really want to ask. Yeah, on the spot there, girl. Yep. I, I at first I wanted the, the half and half. It's like you know, well, frame the question. My, State okay, the question. What is yeah? What is blocking my? The, I forgot how the first one. I needed to make sure that I am in the, the right path of the warrior, and what is blocking me from that warrior path? So fear. And uh, too much emphasis on the intellect, the left brain, the ego, the how is it going to look? Um, if I do this, what will people think of me? If I do that, well, okay, people will think it's okay, but then there's like this constriction within you when you consider that other way. The most important thing that you can do to move yourself forward right now is to spend a few moments each day, right hand on the heart, left hand on the power center, closing your eyes, best done in nature if you can, and taking 10, I don't know why the number, but your higher self is saying, 10 deep breaths like this, four square breathing. Breathing in for four, hold for four, exhale, for four, hold for four, and begin again. Doing that 10 times, that's four square breathing, because it relaxes the nervous system. And with your hands on your two most important brains, the gut and the heart, you will allow the divinity in you to come forward and to illuminate what is the way for you to move forward into living greater uh, to having the experience of living more aligned with your purpose and with expanding yourself into a light warrior. You see, we're all here on purpose to help with the shift that is occurring from the earth being this most negative, dense place into the new consciousness, this age of Aquarius that just started and will go on for 1,200 years is all part of that energy shift to where we need to be the answer and to be the full empowerment of ourselves as light warriors in order to participate favorably in helping with this shift. And that is going to require trust and also some different daily practices. The one being hand on heart, hand on gut, four square breathing 10 times a day, sit, and wait for what is the sensation of what am I now to do with this moment, with this day? Does that make sense? 
Oh, absolutely. So yes, that I find the ego comes into thinking, you know, who am I to think that this is what I'm, you know, imparting this kind of knowledge and wanting to hold this kind of situation down. I am very free and open with that fearlessness to, I know I have to bring that and hold that and, and anchor that, you know, that love and light there. That's right. The pursuant of, like I said, you know, I've come from a place of, you know, much fear. I've, I know how deep it is and how far I've come. So that's why I thought, okay, if there's anything to totally shift that because there is a certain fearlessness about me, but there's that personal aspect of, am I going to be accepted to do this role that I feel so definite about and let that flow? Thank you for saying that because that brings in another tool that is so powerful. We need to be so mindful of the language that we are speaking to ourselves and to others. Mm -hmm. And so when you say, am I going to be? The way to frame that when you catch yourself, oh, am I going to be good enough? And is this really, and really pay attention to what you're saying that starts Mm. with I am and follows with the limiting idea, because I am that I am is the name of God, the divine source, the universe. And it is those few words are so highly charged, powerfully charged Mm. that what comes after is getting like totally laser beam blasted. So if you're saying, I am so sick, wow, that's what Mm. you're inviting in. If you say, I am radiant, vibrant health as you lie in your bed sick, then your body and all your neural pathways and that 10% of your DNA that informs the other 90% is hearing that message. I am radiant, vibrant health. And then it's ordering everything all through you saying, Mm -hmm. okay, let's, Restore because she's radiant, vibrant health. So when you feel that fear, Mm -hmm. then you immediately, I am fearless. I am a light warrior. I am a divine sovereign being of love, light, and service. I am amazing. So you want to take a little time each day, look in the mirror, eye to eye, soul to soul, smiling and say, I am amazing. I am a fierce light warrior. The more you do it, the more you be it. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just a one-time thing, right? It's a continuous, repetitive thing, right, Shama? And do the four, uh, four square breathing. I don't know, four square, four breath breathing, four. Yeah, four square. square. Yeah. That is going to really help as well. Awesome. And then, and let us know how it's going. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Love to you all. Much love to you too. All right, namaste. Namaste, Shama. Um, all right, Mystic. Mystic. Oh, Mystic, I saw your comment before about the cringy. That was cute. I couldn't answer. I couldn't. It was getting too complicated to answer in the chat, but I did see it. That wasn't me. It wasn't? No. Didn't you say, you said, well, there was a very playful energy about whatever I saw. I said, da ha ha ha. <laughs> Something I connected with. I don't remember what you were saying, but it's something that I've done as well. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. And a perfect point. Now, what are we even laughing about? I don't know, but today it feels good and I'm getting chills and I'm connecting to the divine. So laugh. 
all these yeah. things are favorable to opening to your light warriorness. <laughs> See, she's awesome. <laughs> One of your gifts is your laughter. So know that. Yeah. Sharing that is is one of your superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a question or is everything answered by your laughter? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I'm looking at the questions going, do I really want to ask that? No, I'm good with that. I know what that is. But what caught me was the mundane thing. Because I'm retiring in September. Congratulations. Yes. And going to be a light warrior full-time, even though I'm full-time now, right? Yeah. But more in service. So my question would be, where do I need most to surrender? Feels more like a, like something that would be surrendering for me. Don't think. Just ask the question. What's don't that? Think, don't think. Just ask the question. Get out of your head and ask the question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Beth, but I know I know Mystic very well. I love you too. Where do I most need to open, surrender, transform, and transcend the mundane? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so where your head is, the left part of your head is the part that is connecting to your throat, and these two are really aligned, and they're at odds I was going to say war but it's not that strong with your heart so it's as if you've got two foot soldiers connecting here and this is the general right the heart is the one who's leading the light warriors but these two think they know better so they're not listening and as the true light warrior is moving forward that would be your heart these two are kind of like getting left behind and it's causing this kind of a sensation. So you've got to get those two on line with the heart. The throat is constricted in the sense of, um, if I'm doing this, then I can't say that. If I'm being the light warrior, then I can think this i can feel if i'm around other light warriors i can say that i can do that i can you know all that is it's just i don't curse but it's bs and that's what your higher self want it okay i really don't curse anymore but one thing that i used to say only when it was very serious you know back when i was a lawyer and except I didn't say, I said this to people I was preparing for trial, but mostly to my children when they really made me nuts. I have two daughters. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. You will never be a better bullshitter than I am. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happening is these two think they got it going on and they don't have to listen to the general. Now, why your higher self wanted you to hear those words with the BS and all that, I don't know. Take some time in the rest of the day to reflect on where there is that opposition internally of the left brain and the throat thinking they need to check the heart and keep it in control. Does that make sense? as opposed to there being a streamlined flow from both sides of your brain flowing right down the midline through your heart in, 
through your throat into your heart, which then creates an open stream upward for you to receive not only more light, but more empowerment as the about to be committed full-time warrior instead of the I'm a white warrior all the time. However, I'm going to go over here and do this. Let me talk about this. Let me think about, forget all the talking and the thinking, just being. That's a lot of random stuff coming at you like that. Does it make sense? Does it resonate with you? Yes. If I had listened to my heart, I would have quit my job 20 years ago. And what has it done for you as a 3D mundane human being that you didn't? You get a retirement? Yes. The last 10 years of my practice as a, law, a lawyer gave me a pension that I would not have had. I started as a prosecutor, ended as a public defender, defense attorney, oh, but they're in got the it. same. Got it? Got it. So there's no regret having worked yes. 30 years here. No. It, it is. It was what it was. I almost typed that earlier. Aren't we always meant to be where we are? And then I erased it. Yeah. So, okay. We are. And until we uh, know better, we can't do better. Right. So if you you need to take however much time that you need to take very um, briefly had a conversation with a young man not many years ago who was threatening to kill himself. And I knew that it wasn't serious. Very, I mean, he was five years old and his mother contacted me and said, I'm very concerned. He keeps threatening to kill himself. And so I talked to him and I said, your mom wanted me to talk to you. Yeah, why? Did she tell you what I've been saying? I said, yes, she did. Well, I want to tell you, you can't stop me. If I'm going to kill myself, you can't stop me. I would never stop you. Hmm. Why not? And I said, because you're here to do what you're here to do. And you have free will. You want to check out early, you can. There's just one thing. What's that? And I said, you're going to have to come back and do it again. Why? And I said, if you came here to do all this and you stop here and don't do everything, then you're going to have to come back to finish. Well, that's stupid. I said, well, that's why I stick, stick around when it's really hard, because I don't want to have to come back and do the same thing. I can take as long as I want, as many lives as I want to get the lesson but in this life, in this incarnation, I choose to get it. That's it. I am not killing myself and you can't make me. I said, I would never make you do anything. So that story is being offered to inform that aha moment you just had of it's all for a reason. You can take as long or as short as you want. There is no judgment. Every time you feel judgment, especially of yourself, your choices, your journey, then you need to stop and tell these two, you need to get on board and I'm listening to my heart. What is it that I'm not seeing in this moment that has been gifted to me by this challenging situation or the amount of time that I've taken? I mean, it's the road not taken. You don't know what would have happened if you quit your job 20 years ago but you wouldn't have a pension. That's right. Exactly. So instead of all that angst, gratitude, mm -hmm. gratitude and love will take you as far as you want to go as a light warrior. 
You have a beautiful face too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> love, love, love. Thank you, Mystic. Bye. bye, bye. <laughs> she changes her name every time. It's like, okay, I'm gonna stick with this today. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was awesome. I have to say that was awesome. Just because, you know, I just love it. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Great answer. Oh, uh, and I'm so glad that. She finally got it. Ah, <laughs> yay. Sorry, Caroline. I'm like, finally. Yes. That's, and, and you know, that's the thing is when it comes, then don't say, gee, why didn't I get this earlier? Right? That's my story of like, man, if my mother just would have said that meditating was the best high ever, I'd have done it. No, I wouldn't. No, I would have said she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Exactly. Even though that is the truth. You can only know what you know and get what you're going to get when it's the right time. So don't yeah. judge yourself for how little or how much it takes for you to get it. Just trust and allow. Absolutely. It's, it's not a race, you know, like we think it's a race. It's not a race, you know? So um, we're just going to take just two more quick questions. Sandra okay. Kay. Uh, Sandra K, where do I most need to open to surrender, transform, and transcend the mundane? <laughs> Work and money are big issues right now. <laughs> okay, so Sandra, there's it's as if it looks like from the center of your heart, there's butterfly wings coming out, and what it's doing is diverting out that way your strength and connection to the truth and light that is you. And because of that energy not being centered within the whole of you, but being dispersed out and then sort of held in these bubbles around the side, it's almost as if you're being teased or taunted and it disrupts your ability to move into a flow state where you can connect into the frequency of the abundance financial and otherwise that you seek. I had of uh, I shared this. I think I shared this with you yesterday in our pre-show call. That I, for many years I had a pattern. No matter how much money I made, I had thirty thousand dollars in debt. I'd pay it down, and it would come right back. I mean, literally, like I'd turn around. I'm like, how did this even happen? And I'm not talking about grand trips or new cars. I'm talking about paying the bills. And then just last week. I transferred some money into my savings and I calculated what was there and what was over there and what was there and it big, huge. And my head is buzzing for you right now, Sandra, because what I realized is my gosh and golly, I have $30,000 in savings and I don't need it for paying my bills. Now there's where the fear jumps in, right? Well, you might, no, I do not, because I'm going to stay plugged into the frequency that is 30,000 up, not 30,000 down. I don't know why 30. I don't know where it came from. I don't need to clear it, find it, go back to past lives to know it. I just need to recognize that I was holding, was plugged into, connected into the frequency that required me to have $30,000 in debt. Now that I realize I'm plugged into the frequency that allows me to have a favorable 30,000, I'm shifting that and I'm going for a hundred. 
You know, this is what you have to do, Sandra, is bring that energy back in to the whole of you. Imagine that you can take those what look like dispersed energetic angel wings, if you will, and wrap them around you. And from that empowered connected state, choose the frequency that you want. Are you really ready to let go of your connection to financial difficulties? If so, you've got to begin putting a smile on your face and saying, I am followed by whatever that means to you to have no financial issues. So for me, it was, I am magnificently abundant and financially prosperous. And then there was a whole lot more specifics that came, but just that I am magnificently abundant and financially prosperous all day, every day. That alone, if you really allow yourself to rest in that frequency is going to shift and change and attract because I have not been on any kind of plan to save. I haven't been on a plan to make. I have been in an open, receptive state to surrender into what the divine wants from me, what I came here to do, recognizing and fulfilling the divine missions, which innately requires that I receive all of my intuitive gifts. That's what's given me the favor of the positive 30,000. So work on, get some help with bringing the energy that's dispersing out back in and stand in the frequency of the experience that you seek to have. You got to be willing to let go of the pain though, Sandra. You got to be willing to let go of, of that, the pain of I'm not worthy to have more. So I hope that makes sense. Let us know. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, let us know, Sandra. Uh, last question, Waldemar. I'm going to go with Waldemar. Uh, where am I blocked to my path as a light warrior? So the back of your heart, you can call it what you want, heart wall, black, stabbed, broken hearted, but the problem is your heart chakra in the back is closed and what it's done, and again, this is energetic, right? I'm not saying that we each have, maybe some people do, if so, then you let me know because that would be really super groovy cool if you actually could release angel wings and fly and levitate. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the energetic sensation of expanding your wings out and trusting and knowing that you have the ability to source yourself and power yourself to the higher levels and higher realms. With this heart block that you have back there, it's like a stake has been driven in to hold those wings in place. You need to remove that and open so that you can fully revel in the full magnitude and magnificence of you as a light warrior, as a, as a divine being. So, ah, oh, yeah, like that. Thank you. This from Sandra K. I'll surely mm -hmm. put that into practice. Yes, that's beautiful. So that's what you, that's what I see. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so Valdemar, definitely get that stake pulled out so that you're you can spread your wings and fly. Be you. 
Um, Donna is asking, Donna is asking, how long is, how long is your time frame for booking personal sessions? Uh, you mean like when I would start? Is that what she said? With it, I mean, it's hard for me to answer that directly because my calendar is, I'm just winding up some master classes and just started one, but I mean, within a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Not, not months. No, 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 no. I don't work like that. And I have asked the divine specifically. I, I work with a reader healer in still in the Chicago area that I've gone to for 20 years. And I book with her at the time I, I have an appointment every six months and you have to book at that six month period, because otherwise you're not going to get in when you want to. And I, um, I, I, told my team, I, I don't want that. Initially, my ego got activated. I'm like, well, how come she's got to have six months to book an appointment? And then when I let the ego out, I realized that's not me. I want to be able to keep things moving. So yeah. I generally speaking, the divine does not have people wait for more than two or three weeks max. And that's not even normal. Usually it's two weeks. Perfect. Good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for asking, Donna. Great. Um, okay, so <laughs> we're way off our schedule. But um <laughs> are we how long has it been? I I gotta I dropped my paper. So oh, it's okay. Just, it's okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. Since you I don't know why it seemed okay. It's been down there for a long time, but when you said that, I'm like, well, if we're off schedule, I can pick my paper up. and talk about the, the packages. The two that was the paper. Offers. See, I knew it was coming. I have to pick up the paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Um, okay, so for those, uh, oh, let's see. So the, the package is available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Beth four. It's Friday. That's all, that's what also why we're so giggly. It's Friday. Um, we'll put the in the chat as well. So the packages that Beth has, package A and package B. So package A, I'll just quickly talk, uh, talk about it and then you, and you, you can explain. Uh, package A includes a two-part workshop. Uh, it also includes some channeled energy-infused Fibonacci series activations, a monthly energy healing call, uh, MP3s from that, and some bonus gifts. And then package B is everything in package A plus a 30-minute personal session with Beth, okay? So Beth, you wanna go through, go through it a little bit? So the point of the package is to show you how to heal and help yourself. That's why the bonus gifts, that's why the experience of the monthly energy healing call, which is uh, just what it says, something I do every month that you can become a part of the, the group and have the experience of getting that monthly support in a way that is very economical and so the 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 three samples of that call that include the sacred bonfire which is very powerful for throwing out you know those of you who have been told you have a hook you have a stake you have a this you can do that sacred 
bonfire and imagine calling in your angels, your team, and having them remove that and throw it into the bonfire. So too with the Fibonacci, which is this spiral on my water, it is a naturally occurring frequency of exponential expansion. So doing those activations generally or with a specific focus of what more you want to call in is going to give you a more expanded experience of it. So all of that, all the bonuses and everything are to help you empower yourself because I'm not doing my job if I create a situation, a paradigm, a paradox where you have to keep coming to me for the rest of your life to be okay. That's not it. There's a billion people on the planet. There's plenty of options for me to have clients to serve and support. I want to uplift you to moving on by through yourself. And so that's also why the two-part workshop, because the lecture portion is the teaching portion. And then the QEL is an engaging, a way to engage one-on-one -on -one with me in a group setting where you'd get more time than this, but it's pretty much, you get a sample of the taste of what it is through the questions that people have asked. And so if you can't afford or are too afraid or not ready to do that work one-on-one -on -one with me, then just get package A and you'll still get a chance to interact with me. There's also some PDFs that go along with these courses that include um, what you need to do to create a daily practice that is going to support and sustain you in opening to the age of Aquarius frequencies, these higher vibrational frequencies that are here, the light that is coming through. There's uh, one of the other aspects of the coursework, the PDFs that support the coursework is how to create powerful I am intention statements, which we talked a little bit about. So, and then there is a reprogramming session that is designed for this second, uh, the package B, to work with me, but with everything I do, I tune it into what you need that day. And if we need to go a little longer, that's what we do because it's all about you when we come to the session. It's what you need based on the divine uh, guidance in that moment. So even though uh, this could sound egotistical, it is not. This is a great package and it gives you tremendous bang for your buck because the price of package B is not much more than the price of one session with me, depending on the length of the session and the type of session that it is. And it's divine, all divinely guided and put together to reach as many people, to teach as many people, to open them you to the light so that you can in turn go out and teach and be and shine and stand in your truth and light. So that's the ultimate uh, analysis of the packages. So it's basically about empowering you to be the light warrior that you truly be and are. Absolutely. Right? With, all, with all the tools, the PDFs, all this, so many MP3s. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of MP3s, a lot of activations. 
in this package, package A, and then package B is the 30 minute session as well with Beth. So I highly recommend it. Um, you know, and especially since we've seen Beth today working with all of you one-on-one -on -one for in just two minutes, you can see how spot on she is. You can see how connected she is. You can see the information and wisdom that's coming through her that is specifically to you, for you, for your question that you asked. So, you know, I, I, I would highly recommend it. And like Beth says, her uh, personal sessions are, um, you know, two weeks two, three weeks and you know, ahead. So that, that's not too bad. That's not too much waiting time. <laughs> so no, I highly recommend it. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna book a session. By the way, if anybody is jumping on board, I have not yet opened appointments on the link because I forgot to do it because I did dip into anger with the gardeners. And that was <laughs> one of the things I was supposed to be doing that I forgot about. So uh, just give me until the end of the day and I will open up the appointments for you. They will be there on the link. They're not there now, but they will be there soon. And um, yeah, and you know, earlier, like right before the show starts, like oh, I said to my husband, like, oh, I just remember something I forgot to do, which was putting in the the fulfillment links in the in the shopping cart. So, so, <laughs> so those are in, you know, it's those are also in there. The glitchy energy there's just a lot of so everybody be patient with yourself because these are really charged times so when you you know five six years ago i would have been so embarrassed and beating myself up i couldn't could not have said oh hey by the way guys there's no appointments on there just give me some few hours and i'll get them on there i wouldn't i wouldn't i would have just said nothing i would have not followed through on my next appointment. I would have told that person, you got to wait because I got, you know, all that perfectionist stuff. Now it's just the truth. We're all just making our way through into the light. So trust and allow. Exactly. And I used to be the same way too. I used to judge myself like crazy. Oh, oh my God, the slightest little mistake. It's like, oh my God, I'm the worst ever, blah, blah, blah. Now I was like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It, it's been a week. That's, that's for sure. I was, I was saying to somebody, this has been a heavy week. I'm just so glad it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I'm glad it's Friday, but it's it's been amazing. Um, it's an amazing week, but it's been a, it's a, it's been heavy. Okay, so anyways, so that those are the, the packages that are available at alara.at4 slash show four slash Beth four. Please do take advantage of them. Um, lots of wonderful activations, MP3s, teaching, wisdom, and the and the thirty minute session. So I know that Beth, you had wanted to do some sort of process as well today. Yes. Do we have time for that? Yeah, I'm feeling good. All right. Okay. So I'm going to turn my video off and I recommend that everyone do that because when we're going inside, you don't want to be conscious of even remotely conscious of the fact that somebody's looking at you. Okay. So close your eyes. Put a smile on your face, bring your attention to your third eye and drop it down to your heart space. From the center of your heart, imagine extending a brilliant diamond white light up through your throat, your third eye, out your crown, and you're gonna send it way high up to the furthest reaches of the galaxy where you will see, sense, feel, or just imagine there's a divine star point with your name on it you're gonna last through that star 
and wrap your white light around it very securely so that you are firmly connected to the divinity that is the truth of you. And now run the star energy down your white light, bring it all back down to your crown, feel it flow back down to your heart and take a deep breath in. From that same center point of your heart, extend a stout gold grounding cord about as wide as your body, down your torso and into the center of the earth where you will lock that grounding cord into the golden grace light ball that is the heart of mother earth. Really sink it in deeply, feel into the grounding, nourishing energy of Mother Earth as you draw that grace light up your cord and feel it flow back to your heart space where it meets that white light from above. Turn your attention to that convergence point and allow the golden white light to mix and merge and swirl and twirl out from the whole of you in whatever way the energy and the frequencies seek. Now return your attention to the very center of your heart. There's a zero set point, a power button. Imagine that you can activate that power button and out from the whole of you grows an infinitely expanding sphere of grid lines. Top, bottom, front, back, side to side. Infuse those grid lines with rainbow ribbon of light, allowing that frequency to fill in in whatever way, as you take another deep breath in, just coming into this present moment right here, right now with me. And return your attention to your heart space as if you are standing within your heart and look more deeply into your heart where there is a portal. It may appear as a light or an opening or just imagine that there is a portal there that allows you to access the ascended high heart. You're going to pass through that portal and find yourself in the infinite field of all that is the meadow of the fifth dimensional quantum frequencies. Take a look around and notice what you notice, whether it's a sensorial noticing, a feeling or you even have an inner vision of the waterfall, of the beach in the distance, of the mountains, the animals, the divine beings. Notice what you notice. Right in the center of the meadow is a clearing, a circular white luminescent clearing. Walk over to that circle and step into the center of it. Allow yourself to receive that luminescent divine white light up through your feet, letting it draw all the way in through and as you, as it warms and melts off that which does not serve, and from above, you receive beautiful violet flame of St. Germain. Receive that energy now coming in through your crown and filling in the space 
that's been created by the melting off of the density, the oppositional shadow energy that doesn't serve. Take a deep breath in as you receive fully the violet flame of St. Germain. And notice now that around the outer edges of this circle, many divine beings, some of them your ancestors, have gathered around the outer edges of the circle facing you. Right in front of you is Divine Mother, Archangel Michael, and the Angel Ariel. Notice that all of these divine beings have a flame burning in the center of their heart space that begins to grow and illuminate with every breath that you take. Stand in gratitude for your presence here today and for the presence of these divine beings who are here to serve, uplift, support, and bring you into a greater, more expanded state of coherence with the all that is the I am that I am truth and light of you. Notice now that each of these divine beings, heart light is aimed at your heart, front, back, side to side, and growing in strength and potency as a laser beam that is now connecting into your heart. Take a deep breath in, directing your body to receive these higher vibrational frequencies of the heart light of the divine. Allow the melting off to continue knowing that anything that drops off or out of you into this white clearing will be sent down to Mother Earth for her healing. So take a moment to acknowledge that your willingness to participate here today is you also being of service to the healing of the planet. Continue to receive the heart light and the expansive offering from these divine beings of what more is possible for you, what more you are here to be, do, have, and create that is now possible as we are in the cycle of the age of Aquarius with the higher vibrational light and frequencies of love, of healing, of your divine sovereignty. Breathe that in. And now notice, with no diminution of the power of the light you are receiving, that the divine beings are no longer sending. You have become full of heart light, overflowing into all of your bodies, out into your auric field, Take a deep breath in, just bearing witness to what you have experienced as you turn to your right and thank each of these divine beings, extending gratitude and love to them for their assistance today 
in up-leveling you and expanding the light of your heart. Notice that an opening has been made for you to exit the white circle. Walk back to that portal and pause before re-entering it as you turn around and bear witness to everything that has happened in this infinite field of all that is. In just this briefest of times that you have communed with the divine, you are changed, you are expanded, you are up-leveled. And now, pass through that tiny space of the heart, back into your heart space, Turn your attention to the outer bounds of your auric field and imagine pouring liquid platinum, the most impervious of natural substances, all over your aura. Now stud that platinum shield with diamond mirror tiles, turning yourself into a disco ball. How fun. Call all of your attention back from wherever it is. Call all your conscious awareness back to you. As we say, Mother, Father, God, source of all that is, all of the divine beings and ancestors who have been here today, including Divine Mother, Archangel Michael, Archangel Ariel, for being here, for assisting us in up-leveling ourselves into the light of being. Okay, so we looked like we lost Beth, but that was perfect. It was brilliant. It was powerful. I'm sure it was at the end anyways. But oh my goodness, how is everyone doing? I'm just going to invite you all to ground some more. Okay, so before you actually come out of your meditation, this process, ground some more. <clears throat> I'm back. Awesome. Good. Awesome. <laughs> See, that's why I don't do too much video stuff because the energy gets so strong that it knocks the computer out. But there you all did it. <laughs> yeah, we, we were at the end, so it was, it was awesome. It was, it was perfect. Powerful. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yes, how is everybody doing? How was that for you? Mystics is powerful. Yeah, I was like, I was yawning a bit for sure. Nice releasing. Oh, but uh, that was so nice. Oh my goodness. So it was nice. It was peaceful. And it was so nice to connect 
right? Um, Diane says, I felt the power. Thanks so much. Sandra says, lovely. Mystic says, colors and love so vivid. Angela says, that was powerful, strong energy, especially in my feet, tearing up again. Awesome. Just, that's, just, that's just releasing too, right? So it's okay. Yes. Always embrace the tears. They're cleansing. Like they're, they're your inner shower. So yeah. embrace yeah. them. It's all good. Whew. Barb says, thank you. You're so welcome. Oh my goodness. My, I feel like my face is flushed. That's <laughs> it. That shows you got it. That's awesome. You're getting the downloads. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, that was awesome. Thank you. And so that was just a taste, a touch, a taste of the, some of, you know, some of what the other processes are like, right? Right, Beth? Some of the activations and the processes that are in the package, you know, are going to be something similar, not quite exactly the same, but the power, the energy, the, the connection is going to be like that. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Whew. Drink water, everyone, for sure. Definitely drink some water, ground yourself some more, but that was nice. Um, and so... Wow. Anything else you want to share with us, Beth? Thank you all for being here. Trust in yourselves. The, your lights are beautiful and you are here to use them in this now moment and the one that is coming and coming and coming. So be willing to stand and shine in the truth and light of you. And thank you all for being here. And Alara, thank you so much for bringing me into connection with your beautiful energy and that of your community. This was so much fun. You know, we, we did laugh, we did giggle, you know, like it was great, right? And everybody had a wonderful time. I know we didn't get to everybody for the, the questions, um, but we did get to quite a few. So, and there were great messages for everyone, like Angela says, and great processes as well that we can all, you know, if it resonates with us, we can use those processes too, right? Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. So please go back and watch and or listen to this again. It was amazing. Um, and check out the packages that are available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Beth four. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here with us. I know it's a Friday, but what a fun, fun call. It was, uh, I loved it. It was amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Beth. This was um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I had so much fun. So thank you. Thank you. I'm glad You're we welcome. had our conversation yesterday. <laughs> yes, yes, it was so much fun, all of it. Yes, so yeah, yeah. everybody, so just much gratitude and love overflowing um, to all of you. Thank you, and thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend, and until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiance health. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sending you all much love and blessings. Yes, everyone is doing great. Neo is great. Robert is great. Yeah, it's, it's so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now. Bye, everybody.